0: Welcome to FileMaker Talk, this is Matt Navarre, and this is the first episode recorded live from DevCon. I'm here with Kirk Bowman. Hey Matt, how are you doing?
1: So you got a new title now, huh? I do. I am the, now the visionary of value for Mighty Data.
0: Rather than just president, because
1: visionary is so much cooler? Yeah, it just rolls off the tongue with a little more flair.
0: It, there's a lot of flair. Now everybody in your company has new titles, which is really fun. So you've you've rebranded your company. Talk a little bit about
1: why you did that. Okay. We've had our existing brand for probably a decade and we recently brought in a new project manager. She has a lot of background in creative and advertising. She said, look, I think you need to update this. So we started looking at it and it really became the catalyst for really rebranding not only the look, but also kind of the message from the company, really focusing around something that I've been personally researching and getting into a lot more the last year, which is just value, talking to customers about value and making that the philosophy that we use.
0: Cool, and, and uh, value uh, leads into another thing we're going to talk about in a minute, which is an unconference session that we're doing. But uh, what all did this redesign encompass? Uh, obviously, there's a beautiful new website with awesome graphics and everything.
1: What else uh, did you do? Well, the new logo, our new tagline, technology to transform. Uh, the new website, obviously, we've gone from kind of a green color to a red color. Um, new titles for our entire team. Um really looking at what is the message we want to project and how do we do that Um, also looking at just what do we want to offer our customers and how do we incorporate that better into our brand we probably spent 60 to 75 days not all that time but over 60 75 days working with a creative team looking at ideas editing proofing revising and it's really been fun we actually worked with um, a creative director a copywriter and a web guy, and it was fun to actually collaborate with a team who their professional job is doing that, rather than trying to do it in-house.
0: Yeah, I was just to ask
1: how much in-house talent you use for that. Um, the source of the ideas and the revision and actually doing things like the website was all done. Uh, by the creative team it's you know it's kind of interesting we do web applications but we actually decided you know what it's better to hire somebody to actually build the website this time and i enjoyed that because it allows us to just focus on the concept and the message and as you know it's always easier to proof or provide revisions for what somebody else has done than coming up with it yourself and so uh, we use them for the fodder you know the source and then we went from there
0: Plus, you really specialize in tricky database-driven utility websites, not marketing websites like the one you guys have.
1: Exactly, we're not a web design company. We're not a marketing company. We are a database application company, and anything that databases touch. So it made sense to go to the pros on it.
0: So if you haven't yet checked out MightyData.com, definitely do that. It's it's a thing of beauty. Um, it, I tell you, I like my website, and I felt really bad about it when i saw yours and how beautiful yours looked so so maybe you lit a fire under me to to rebrand myself a little bit
1: so let's talk about this session um what what uh, yahoo did you get to moderate it well we actually got this guy named matt Navarre. um we asked 10 different people and they all said no so we figured we'd ask matt we knew he wouldn't say the no. the last name on the list he's like uh all right i'll just
0: give up lunch So this, uh, it's it's Stephen Gallagher and you really came up with the idea. Tell
1: me how about uh, that came about. Okay. So Stephen and I started a conversation back in February of this year, just talking about value and how do we present it to customers and how do we make that kind of the way to approach a customer. And just over the course of some dialogues, Stephen suggested we do a session on that. And so that translated into the unconference session. The session title is value. It really does matter to the customer. So the goal is Steven and I want to try to define value, talk about how we sell it to customers, but we also brought in a couple more panelists. Molly Connolly is going to join us. Rich Carlton is going to join us. And I know you've got some questions to kind of provoke thought. The idea is we want to create more of a community discussion. Last year we had a panel on billing and estimating. And so value pricing came up. Mm -hmm. What I've learned is that, yes, you can study value pricing, but there's also two separate studies. There's just a study of value and just a study of pricing, and although they're interrelated. And so this session, we're really going to try to focus just on value.
0: Which is a general concept, but I think it really applies to so many parts of the business. And I guess really in this discussion that we're going to be having in the end conference,
1: value pricing is really just one really small part of it. Exactly. If you are approaching the project, and I use project because I think this applies to both in-house as well as third-party projects, value is a way to make sure what you're doing matters and are you focusing on what really matters. And if you approach the project that way, then yes, if you're an independent consultant, it's going to probably translate into how you price the project.
0: Awesome. So let's see, you and Jason are both uh, speaking
1: at DevCon. What are your sessions that you're going to be presenting? Um, I'm doing a couple sessions on Monday. The title is Systems Integration for FileMaker Developers. Uh, the session's Monday at one thirty, followed by a workshop at three fifteen. I feel like Systems Integration is one of the things that actually delivers so much value to customers with FileMaker. Uh, oh, there's the V word again. There you go. Uh, <laughs> might be a theme to this. You never know. You know, I've heard the, of the value monologues. <laughs> there you go. There you uh, go. That's bad. <laughs> You know, I've heard uh, the phrase used, FileMaker is a glue between other systems, and so that's kind of the idea. Um, I think there's kind of three key technologies built into FileMaker that you can use to deliver systems integration value. That being ESS, web publishing, and plugins. And So it's kind of an overview session. I want to kind of give people what are the big things you need to worry about if you're going to be using these technologies, and also point them to other sessions here that are going to go more in-depth. Maybe somebody's never done anything with ESS. They want to get a quick introduction and then point them in the right direction. That's what we're going to do in the session. And, of course, the workshop, I really just want it to be an interactive dialogue.
0: So those are Monday at 1 and 3 time slots, you said?
1: Yes, one thirty and 3.15.
0: Okay, and then the Tuesday afternoon is when we're doing the um,
1: the value uh, unconference. That's at one thirty, I think, Tuesday? That is at one thirty on Tuesday. That, and it will be in wherever the unconference room is. I'm not sure where that will be.
0: Okay. Uh, let's see Uh, what else do we have to talk about you um i guess we talked about susan Uh, she's got a pretty cool title too at the company now huh
1: yeah so you asked earlier who kind of came up with the idea for the rebranding it's our new project manager susan fenema susan uh comes from a decade of in the advertising business she was director of operations for an advertising agency and so she kind of serves three roles at our company. She is our project manager, she's our marketing director, and then she also kind of serves as an executive assistant for me. Um, That was the part I didn't see coming. I knew I wanted her to be a project manager and a marketing director, but I didn't see the executive assistant part coming. So she's your boss, huh? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She keeps me on track. And so uh, she's the one that Knew the creative team that helped us do the rebranding. But like on, but on the project side, she's been phenomenal. It's amazing. I knew we needed her on some projects. There are other projects I didn't know we needed her. And every single one, you know, she's kind of like the golden touch. Um, I was trying to do too much. And she's been able to come in and give me a hand just, you know, splitting the workload, but also just bringing a new set of talents, somebody to bounce ideas off of. So, yeah, she's been a huge change in our organization and she's only been with us 90 days
0: that's amazing she yeah it sounds like she just fits in really well and shook things up from the first minute yeah she did
1: um we were you know introduced by a mutual uh colleague and even when we first met it was probably i don't know 60 to 90 days from the time we met until she came on board but even from the time we first met I it felt right
0: you know, I'm thinking about the other employees that you have that I've met, like uh, like Martha and Jason, and they're all dynamos in their own right. You don't, you don't hire wallflowers, do you?
1: I try to hire rock stars. I really do. Um, you know, Martha is a keg of dynamo in a small package. Um, you know, her title is advocate of accomplishment. Nice. What's Jason's? Jason is champion of transformation. <laughs> You must have had so much fun coming up with those. We did. Uh, you can imagine. For everybody, uh, we went through at least 10 to 15 possibilities and brainstorming, and, and some of them came easy. Some of them uh, took more effort, but we're real happy with them.
0: Can I get a job at your company? I want to be the minister of mayhem.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, that is that the guy that comes in nightly around 10 o'clock and sweeps up? Yeah, I clean up the garbage cans and stuff. All right. Sounds good. We'll get you a business card. Awesome.
0: So, what else do we have to talk about uh, about the th- new announcements and things you're doing? Uh, what's the follow up, for example, to the stuff you did last year, which was the the hard stuff, the tricky stuff with FinalMaker?
1: Oh, you're talking about kind of the iPhone
0: email sessions? Is that what you're asking? Well, that's one big part of it. I guess really the integration track that you're doing of integrating plugins and ESS and stuff is is really the hard stuff. That's something that a lot of developers
1: shy away from, but actually, Go is what I was. That was what I was leaning towards ah, because. Go, okay. So, yeah, Go is obviously a game changer for DEF CON, right? I mean, it, it totally changed the board. Um, I didn't own an iPad until Go came out. As soon as it was announced, I ordered two. So um, up till then, I didn't see a legitimate business reason for it. But I think Go, everybody's excited about it. Obviously, we got a little taste of it last year. not shipped. Um, but everybody's trying to figure out what is this thing, how do you use it. It's, um, it's going to be interesting. I, I'm really excited to see where Go is going to be a year from now. Because you know it takes it takes a while for this stuff to get out into the wild
0: yeah you're so right uh, you know the very first version of it, as amazing as it is, the things that you can deploy on it um, you know I think they're going to rev the app really fast, and we're going to see new versions of it on the scale of where we usually see apps on the on the app store, not like where we see filemaker every year eighteen months kind of thing
1: yeah, exactly I mean go's already been revved it 's what one dot i think um and they've indicated they're going to get things out the door faster which it's a whole new deployment model right you're buying it through the app store and so on and so forth wow
0: i just handed kirk an app that i did in two days um that i wrote for in filemaker called band practice it's a i think i'll probably release it as an app either for free or for really cheap to store a list of all the songs that you play in a band be able to search for them by anything And it stores the lyrics and the tab and the chords and the drum charts and all this other stuff. And also the ability to listen to the song by linking to a web page. And it would have taken, I don't even know how much. Well, actually, estimate. Looking at what you're looking at, how many hours would you say this would have taken if you did it with PHP?
1: Oh, good grief. Um, Definitely significantly more. I mean... Obviously, with PHP, you know you're either hand coding or using something to help generate, or using maybe some type of framework. But there's a lot of stitching together, and you know that's the beauty of FMGo is the development style from being a filemaker only developer translates immediately to the iPhone. It's it's similar to the, pro- the prospect of instant web publishing, where again, what you can do as a filemaker developer translates to the web. Right. It's just a much larger tool set than what you get with IWP. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, this supports a lot more than IWP. IDP, IWP has its place. Um, in fact, I'm even going to talk about that a little bit in my session. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Go Go is a bigger functionality set.
0: So, um, are you uh, doing sessions and specific products aimed at this
1: on Go? Right. No, actually, I'm not. It's kind of interesting. You know, we had to submit the uh, session topics months and months ago. Right. Way before any of us knew. Right, and and with Go, I mean, I don't know about you, but you know, I think I got twenty four hour notice it was coming. I mean, it was very the product was very much under wraps, and um, you know, obviously, a couple of companies knew it was coming. Most of us didn't, even right. even the platinum members. So I
0: actually found out about it after, like the day of or the day after, I think, because I was out of town that week. Ah, uh,
1: okay. So yeah, it's it, this is you know with the re- with the way Go was released, and I understand the circumstances behind that, but bottom line is we're all getting up to speed right now. And to have to release a product like this two weeks before DEF CON creates excitement, but you know, it's going to, it's, I think a lot of this DEF CON is going to be developers just learning what this product can do.
0: Yeah. I've kind of already fallen into the trap of thinking that the initial apps that have already been developed, um, Represent some sort of a best practice, but they really don't. We're all just really learning and figuring and making apps that sort of look and fit in like other FileMaker apps or other iPad and iPhone apps do.
1: Yeah, I mean, FileMaker apps for with Go fit into two categories: either existing apps that you just bring up on Go because you can, and there's huge value return on that right immediately. I mean, twenty bucks or Forty yeah. bucks to bring up on iPhone or iPad, something that you've already built. Now maybe it's not the right screen size, but right. you can zoom in, zoom out, scroll around. That's huge.
0: That's huge. I would I would actually recommend not doing that at all for virtually any app. I would recommend building a layout that makes sense for iPhone, uh, iPad, but. But that's a really, really small thing to do, a small change to make.
1: Yeah, and so that's the other category, is the apps that you actually design screens specifically built for the device.
0: Well, I would say the other category would be not just screens, but screens and and um, a different login method that's more simple. It doesn't have the long passwords and stuff like that. Um, and maybe some sort of a sync system so that it could be used online and offline and all the productivity. So basically like a whole
1: subset of your system for Go that just makes sense for Go. Well, right. I mean, the advantage of Go is you can connect to a network database or you can run a local file. Obviously, you've got some considerations about deployment there and how you use it. Um, You've also got other considerations such as scripting, right? You can't have these big, massive, long scripts because if if you're running on particularly an iPhone and the phone rings, it's going to get interrupted. You've got to use more queuing techniques and other things like that. So yeah, it's going to... And I think obviously even desktop apps are going to benefit from the way we're going to start exploring development because... uh, you got to be lean and mean with these devices, especially if you're over three G. So I think it's going to. I think we're actually. I think it's going to actually raise the bar for everything we do, not just for Go.
0: I totally agree. Yeah, it's going to make our our scripts have to be more atomic. We have to make sure that when we write, uh, when we have something that commits a bunch, a bunch of records, like creating an invoice with line items, that it is written in such a way that it can be interrupted and resumed later, or the whole thing fails or the whole thing succeeds, kind of a thing, you know. The same thing that Todd Geis was talking about at Devcon a bunch of years ago, um, and a lot of apps just aren't that way because you don't really need to write them that way for a most filemaker because it's so rare that a client gets disconnected from the server when you're running on a on a desktop or even a notebook but a an, an mobile app fundamentally has to be has to be able to handle that
1: yeah there's there's just a fragileness to the network connection that we have to address the difference is. Probably another reason a lot of people haven't developed with these techniques before is because it's less intensive development effort to just assume a persistent connection and build that way, right? It's going to take a little more effort to build these apps because these development techniques take more testing, more time. You know, there's more gotchas with them.
0: Mm-hmm. I, yeah, but nowhere near as much as with other things. Like with idbP I mean that's kind of its
1: closest analog, well, it is, but but even it's actually idBP and I think Go are a very close comparison, both of them you can develop just like you do with Filemaker, but still, there are things that either work on the desktop that don't work with go or IDBP or yeah, they might work, but there's probably a better way to do it for the best user experience so it's it's a balance you still don't get away from knowing the technology and knowing the device yep, I agree so um What else do you have this year? Wow. Um, Well, Jason Young, uh, who works with us, is doing a couple sessions. He is doing a session, What's Faster? A Comparison of Common Development Techniques. He previewed this at Pause on Air up in Oregon. And basically, Jason's gone in and he's run a set of tests. He's going to have charts and statistics to back it up on, you know, what are the differences for example, between running a replace or looping through records and other things like that. He's added uh, some things for server-side scripting. He has also been working on trying to get some FM Go stats in Mm -hmm. there. And in some ways, I think maybe what he is working on could become kind of a benchmark catalog, you know, at least a baseline for people to measure at. I think it's going to be really interesting because, you know, he's he's running tests on uh, multiple versions of FileMaker, OSs, all that. So that's going to be... Tuesday at four forty-five is the session, and then Wednesday morning at nine a.m. is the workshop.
0: I'm really looking forward to that. I always think that when you're developing and you're you're on a really fast, you know, quad-core i7 machine, and you run a script and it takes two seconds, so we think, well, oh, that's fine." Um, you know, you're running it once, but then you're giving it to the user, and they're running on a Mac two CI. Oh, that's a joke. Maybe they probably they probably have a they probably have a two FX by now. Um, And they're running it 100 times a day, and it doesn't take two seconds for them. It takes, you know, 15. So the small increments of things that are faster, and if you can make a script go, you know, significantly faster by making several changes to it, you make a huge improvement in the perception of the thing, I might say, the value of the solution for your client.
1: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, how do clients view the solutions we build they view them on two fundamental ways how it looks and how fast it is okay if it is fast but it's ugly then there's a there's a a perception of low quality unless it's craigslist well there you go there you go so 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 but even that there's a style design to that right simplistic was the style so you know and people expect it they started they kept it that way
0: Yeah, but there's also there's ugly and there's consistent. So all aspects of Craigslist are consistent with what it is. And once you get it,
1: everything works the same way. Right, right. So something doesn't have to be extremely sophisticated to look good, but it does need to be consistency. So customers evaluate that way. They also evaluate based on speed. And like you said, you click a button or whatever, it takes five seconds in one place and 30 in another. You know, there's a perception. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing about speed is there's so many things that factor into it, so many, uh, and we've we've seen that, you know, with cus- same same situation, different customers, different hardware, different network, different client uh, hardware. It's it's amazing how what works in one situation won't work in another. So I don't, I, you know, it, it, I think what JSC in session is going to help is it's going to kind of help open the door to things to consider when you've got a speed problem. What are some things you could look at to address it?
0: That sounds great. I'm looking forward to that. I think that's about all the sessions.
1: Uh, is that Are there any other sessions that are going to be represented by your company? Um, the only other thing I'm participating in, Molly Connolly is doing a panel discussion, and I don't remember the exact title, but it's along the lines of professional development for people within the FileMaker community. How do you get your chops better? How do you stay current? How do you grow? And uh, so she's leading that discussion. And the other, the panelists are, I think, Bob Bowers, Jason Mundock, Jesse Barnum, and myself. And that's at 3.15 on Wednesday. So the fortunate thing there is I'm not responsible for anything. I just have to show up. And, and be smart. That probably will be a challenge. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: you're going to be fine. I'm not worried at all.
1: So, uh, but yeah, those are the sessions we're doing. You know, the other thing we've got going, um, we actually have a booth this year at DevCon, and our theme this year for DevCon is coaching. Um, we've been a trainer for a long time and a developer for a long time, but where we felt like there was a a need that we could match is one on one. And so we are actually offering free coaching sessions here at DEF CON. We've got three people here who can do coaching. Um, all you got to do to sign up for a free 30-minute session is uh, send an email to info at uh, There's some other ways to do it, but that's the one I can think of at the moment. And just tell us, you know, what is your question? When would you like to have a session?
0: I typically think coaching is more of a business thing, but this is really more
1: a technical coaching, wouldn't you say? it is technical coaching, although if somebody wants to do some business coaching, I would be you know I enjoy that so I'd be happy to do that as well, but it's really focused on the technical definitely we've got Martha Zink, who's kind of our lead coach Martha really her expertise is helping intermediate developers get to the advanced or the expert level. Mm-hmm. She's also a filemaker authorized trainer, so she is used to teaching people in a classroom, as is Jason Young. Jason is going to be more focused on kind of advanced development techniques. And then, of course, my uh, area of specialty is systems integration. How do you hook things up together, servers and OSs and all that? Cool. I'm looking forward to that. We hope that uh, people will just sign up for a free coaching session just to kind of see what it's like, um, even if you don't think it's something you would need long-term. And, of course, if you do like it, Uh, We are going to actually have three different coaching packages here. Um, They range in price and offerings. Uh, We have Mighty Quick, Mighty Coach, and Mighty Team. And you can find out more information about that at our booths. Uh, We've also got a cool sports theme this year. We are... um, we wanted to be able to give away sports tickets, but we realized everybody has a different favorite team and some people like NFL and football or basketball or whatever. So what we're doing is we're giving away a $500 StubHub gift certificate. Drop by our booth, sign up for that. Whether you want a coaching session or not, uh, we'll be giving that away. Uh, we've also kind of got some uh, some cool uh, sports theme giveaways. I'll, I'll, I'll make you come by the booth to find out what that is, but we've, we've got those. and We have a limited number, so come by and get that early. Um, but, yeah, I think our booth's going to be fun. So even if uh, you just want to come by and say hi, take a look and kind of see what we're rolling out. Looking forward to that. Just to make it easy to find our booth, our booth is in the corner of the room. And so we call our booth the Coach's Corner. But look for us. If you come in the main entrance, just look to the right, and we'll be in the corner. Great. Well, thanks for your time.